So today we are starting chapter 60 from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Part 3. Till yesterday what uh, we had done was the killing of demon Naraka. And Narakasura, who was, you know, a very great uh, demon, how he got killed? Now first we have to start somewhere, you know, where, what, what, why this has happened in the first place. There is always some story. Now, what is the story? The story goes like this, that during the previous yuga, you know, the Devi, Bhu Devi, Bhu Devi is uh, the goddess, the earth goddess, and uh, she was responsible for, I mean that is, uh, he, Narkasura was uh, her son, by the way. Now, during that time, uh, by the way, his father was the Lord himself, okay. Varaha Avtar was the father and Bhumi Devi was the mother. So, during that period, he was a, this particular, he was not a demon, he was a very good person. But unfortunately, when one good person, you know, it is, it is very well known fact that if somebody who is good comes in contact with a bad person, what happens? Right? So, the, he, Narakasura, came in contact with a very bad person. His name was Mura. Okay? And Mura was a terrible demon. And he was responsible for all the bad things happening in the world at that time. And when the two came in contact, he influenced him so much that he became a very bad person and became a demon. So, Narkasura was actually the uh, son of the Lord himself. At that point, it was mentioned that he will die at the hands of his own mother. Now, Satyabhama naturally is a part of the divine, so she is called the Bhudevi as well. So, Narkasura's death will definitely be at the hands of his mother. So naturally in the story we saw that Satyabhama goes with Krishna to fight this battle. And for the prophecy to come true, Krishna feigns over there when he is hit by one, one arrow. Okay? And he says, oh, I am fainting. And he faints over there. <laughs> so naturally the queen gets very upset and she says, how can this fellow kill my husband, I mean try to beat my husband. So she starts showering arrows on the demon and finally she kills him. <laughs> actually, actually Krishna has already killed him. Alright. So this is the story. Now one of the important part of the story is the killing of Mura. You know it was given certain importance if you recollect. Now during that time when he killed Mura, Krishna goes by the name Murari. I am sure you understand. Krishna is called Murari also because of the slaying of Mura. 
So this is how the story from last time has ended. Now we come to a part where the portion where the flower from the heavens is brought by Krishna. Now this is another part of the story. Now it so happens that one day Krishna has brought some flowers from heaven. Alright? So when he brings some flowers from heaven, he offers them to Rukmini. And Satyabhama comes to know that Krishna has offered some flowers to Rukmini. She gets very upset about it and she said, this is not a done thing. You can't offer flowers to one and not to me. I am your uh, favorite queen. I am this, I am that. Her, Her ego is very strong at that point in time. So it is important that the ego needs to be crushed. It's very, very important. Make it on less. So, it's very, very important that the ego needs to be subdued. So the next time when they are in heaven, Satyabhama sees, uh, that is Krishna and Satyabhama are in heaven, she sees this plant over there. So she tells Krishna, see, this guy is having the plant over here, Indra there. I want you to rob this plant and bring it to me. <laughs> I don't want only one or two flowers, I want the whole plant in my garden. So naturally, uh, Krishna says, okay, I will try to get the plant. And he robs the plant. And naturally, when he is robbing the plant, Indra Dev doesn't know that the person who is robbing is Krishna himself. And there is a very big fight and in that Indra is defeated. And so on and so forth. And and, uh, Satyabhama gets to keep the plant. Now this ego has been such a painful thing for every individual. Actually we are such an egoistic people that the ego needs to be crushed. So the Lord devises ways and means by means which the ego can be crushed. So Satyabhama always wants to have one upon Rukmini for everything in the world. So then what happens is one day she is gloating over how Krishna was able to get the plant for her. Narada is over there. So Narada goes and tells her that, you know, I think Krishna loves Rukmini more than he loves you. <laughs> and you know how Narada is. You know, he is epitome of all chapchagiri that happens in this world. <laughs> we always have Naradas in our family, isn't it? Idhar ka kaan, udhar udhar bharna and like that. So what happens is very strange. So when Narada says these words to Satyabhama, Satyabhama gets very upset. She says, I want Krishna all to myself. I don't want Krishna to be, you know, uh, somebody else's as well. So uh, Narada then says to her, see if you want Krishna to yourself, first you donate Krishna to somebody. Okay. And then you buy him back with the equal quantity in way in gold and jewels and all that. Is that okay? So she says, ah, that's a very good idea. Then he will become mine. First we donate Krishna to somebody and then you buy that thing back from that person repaying him that much amount of money. So, so, so she says, Narada, I will give Krishna to you. Okay? And then I will buy him back in Tulavarna. Tulavarna is that, you know, they uh, put one... Uh, uh, weighing scale, okay, 
and when they put the weighing scale what do they do on one side the person sits and on the other side you start putting the things so this is a very important uh, lesson over here so once narada gets krishna he says i am going with krishna to my place satyabhama says how can you do that just now only you said you know i have to buy him back he says no you have sold him to me no i have to take him <laughs> so she says no 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 you wait i have to first get the gold and she starts emptying her coffers of gold and as much gold as she puts on the other side of krishna is sitting on one side and on the other side gold is being put gold and diamonds and jewels and all and still krishna's you know that thing doesn't change krishna is still heavier he is still on the ground she wonders now what am i to do so bring more gold more, more jewelry more this thing finally narada says um, she says to satyabhama i think it is enough don't you think i want to take krishna with me so krishna will be my servant for many months years and all after that once i'll come back again then you can take krishna back now satyabhama is upset because now her ego is crushed very badly <laughs> she doesn't know what to do so narada is going along with krishna and krishna says okay i have to go now i have been sold to him so <laughs> krishna is a very smart fellow you should understand the way <laughs> he does things by the way the next story is also very interesting you will hear it so at that point in time she says now what am i to do maybe rukmini has the answer you know so she says i will go to her and i ask what is to be done so she goes to rukmini and asks her what is the answer to this you know i want to bring back krishna so she says um, it's very simple krishna can be brought back only with the true love taking the name of the true love and that is all that you need to do and what is it that that person likes that is all so she at that time uh, rukmini is doing tulsi puja so she says take this tulsi and put it over there and see what happens so she puts the tulsi still nothing happens by the way so then she remembers oh uh, she has said take the name now she doesn't know whose name to take so at that time rukmini comes and she says she puts tulsi leaf and says krishna and the whole thing goes down and that is all that it takes remember the verses from the bhagavad gita where krishna says just one leaf of tulsi is more than sufficient for me you know he doesn't want your gold riches or anything like that and taking his name so this story indicates that taking the name of the lord and not trying to bribe him by giving some fancy stuff like gold and jewelry and this and that you just have to take his name and put one tulsi leaf and true love the name krishna with true love is all that it takes to bring the lord on your side so this story it speaks of that it's a very interesting story it tells us about how ego is responsible for destroying the happiness of other people also what is important in this world how you know 
what is it that you can get the Lord on your side? How you can get the Lord on your side? You cannot get the Lord on your side by putting big hundis in Dirupati Balaji and all those places. Let me tell you this much. That hundis and all goes to the state government and to all those people over there. It is not taken. The Lord never eats anything from that. Was He doesn't. Even when you offer prasad to the Lord, you know, when you are doing puja, do you think he is eating anything because you are eating the entire stuff? Okay? And that's how it works. The important aspect of this is that it is very, very essential that we understand. And when offerings are given, there is a <laughs> there was an incident which I will tell you. There were offerings being made for a puja. I was sitting there. And uh, after that, there was an elaborate puja done. After the elaborate puja was done, some gold and jewellery was also kept over there. So I asked, what is this gold, jewellery and all this stuff? And what is this special thing that is being kept over there? Oh, this is the special prasad for the Lord, you know. I said, very good, very interesting prasad. Seems like, you know, with good and stuff, you know, all those kind of rice and all that. I said, can I get a taste of it? No, 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 no. After this is over, it is going to a cow. I was wondering, oh, is that so? And what happens to the gold and the jewelry? Oh, that is worn by the person again and it or it's put in the cupboard. I said, if you want the Lord to eat it, why are you doing all these things? Why is it that all this elaborate process is done? I didn't understand. And offering it to the cows, is that why the prasad was made? I just said, can I have a little taste of it? But it was not offered to me. First lesson is this. Is an Atiti Devabhav. It's a very important lesson which a person needs to understand. You have to offer whatever it is. It might be just a leaf, it might be water, it might be anything. You just have to offer something to the person. And that is what you have to do. If the offering then reaches the Lord, please understand this. Alright, so now we shall go to the story. Chapter 60. Yeah, there will be some more stories coming on the way, don't worry. I hope you get the essence, the meaning of the words in this story. Just don't think that, you know, you have heard this story maybe ten times, you have read my blog or you must have googled it and all. It doesn't give you the essence. The essence is how you treat human beings, how you treat the Lord, how it is, what is the method of, you know, living in this world. It's very, very important to know. So we are doing chapter 60 now. Lord Krishna teases Queen Rukmini. Now, this is an important lesson because every person feels that they are the greatest thing on planet earth. I am like this and I am like that. Person usualizes, you know, say, you know, look at me, I look good, I this is there, that is there. Now, see how Krishna twists the whole story around and he makes himself like the smallest person on earth. 
he will say he is the worst character on earth he is the worst criminal on earth he is not a good person never to be associated with the lord he is going to make himself look as small as possible so let us see this story it's an interesting story uh, and it's a, it's between uh, rukmini and krishna so krishna teases rukmini so we'll start she bradrayani said once in the company of her maid servants queen rukmini was personally serving her husband the spiritual master of the universe by fanning him and he relaxed on her bed so once the story begins that krishna is there with rukmini the unborn personality of godhead the supreme controller who creates maintains and devours this universe simply as his play took birth among the yadus to preserve his own laws queen rukmini's quarters were extremely beautiful boasting of canopy hung with brilliant strings of pearls as well as effulgent jewels serving as lamps garlands of jasmine and other flowers hung there here and there attracting swarms of humming bees and the spotless rays of the moon shone through the holes of the lattice windows as a guru incense drifted out of the window holes my dear king the breeze wafting the scent of the parijata grove carried the mood of a garden into the room there the queen served her husband the supreme lord of all the worlds as he reclined upon the opulent pillow on her bed which was as soft and white as a foam of milk from her maid servant's hand goddess rukmini took a yak hair with a jewel handle and then she began to worship her master by fanning him so this is a scene from the palace where krishna is now he's lying down over there and his queen is fanning him and she is offering services to him her hand adorned the rings bangles and the chamara fan queen rukmini looked resplendent standing near lord krishna her jeweled ankle bells tinkled and her necklace glittered reddened by the kumkuma from her breast which was covered by the end of her sari on her hip she wore a priceless belt as he contemplated her the goddess of fortune herself who desired only him lord krishna smiled now he is getting ready to play his prank you know i'm sure you must be watching tv where they play pranks on people now krishna is also used to playing pranks on on people so what he does is a very interesting phenomena krishna is always used to playing pranks okay so lord krishna smiled the lord assumes various forms to enact his pastimes and he was pleased that the form of the goddess of fortune had assumed and was just as suitable for her to serve as his consort her charming face was adorned with curling hair earrings a locket on her neck and the nectar of her bright happy smile the lord then spoke to her as follows the supreme lord said my dear princess you are sought after by many kings as powerful as the rulers of the planet they were all abundantly endowed with political influence wealth beauty generosity and physical strength now he is telling rukmini 
You see, so many people were vying for you, isn't it? They're such handsome guys, cool dudes all over the place, you know, very nice looking guys. They had so much of money, so much of power, so much of wealth, so many things going on for them. And since your father and brother offered you to them, why did you reject the king of Chedi and all those other suitors who stood before you, maddened by Cupid? He's asking you, why? You're mad or what? The Cupid must have struck you. Is that why you did this? Why instead did you choose us who are not at all your equal? So Krishna is telling her, I am not your equal. You are so beautiful. You are so pretty. You're, everything is going for you. You are a big queen and all that. Okay. A princess rather. So, me, I am a poor fellow in a gwala from some place. I am nobody. Terrified by this king, O lovely bird once, we took shelter in the ocean. We have become enemies of powerful men and we practically abandoned our royal throne. So, he is telling about himself. What did we do? We were running away from kings, you know. You remember in the last episode? We took our entire thing and we vanished from Mathura and we went and stayed in the ocean. There is an island in the ocean called Dwarka. So I was staying there. I am afraid of all these kings, you know. They are big fellows. And so many. Remember that Ashkaunis and all that stuff. <laughs> Surely. So, oh fine broad lady, women are usually destined to suffer when they stay with men whose behavior is uncertain and who pursue a path not approved by society. Normally, uh, this is a very common phenomenon by the way, our sub stories are like this. He says, a girl is a chicken, but the girl is a girl who is a gunda, mawali, I don't know what to do. He is a girl who is a bad type of girl. His mouth is not, he cannot even speak properly, he is an uncouth person, he is not suitable for that person and so on and so forth. Why do girls like these kind of characters? Nag, Nag bolte usko am log. Nag bolega to peace, one peace. <laughs> hmm. We have no material possessions. So I am like that, you know, one peace. No material possession and we are dear to those who similarly have nothing. Therefore, O slender one, the wealthy hardly ever worship me. You know this. Krishna is never worshipped by the rich people. They worship, they, you know, their God is made of gold only. I am sure you know if you have gone to places where they worship the God. That God is also made of gold by the way. I remember you know one uh, very great dancer, uh, sorry a singer. And there is the whole family is a great singer. And I just happened to see the entrance of their house. I personally didn't go over there. But I saw the entrance posted in, the, in, in Facebook. They, and because they were singers, okay, oh, who, who were devoted to music, they had made a huge statue of Saraswati over there. It was a pure metal statue, golden, resplendent, golden statue. I mean, I don't understand. If you pray to that statue, whether your vocal cords are going to be okay or no, I don't know. But yeah, your, your money strings, you know, they are going to be a little loose. And they put it up on Facebook, by the way, just to show the world. See, we are praying to Saraswati. She is a life-size figure standing at the entrance of our house. 
right? And entrance of a house, they have one very big, you know, all these big companies and uh, all the five-star hotels. Have you ever seen, you know, there's one tiny Ganesha put somewhere and there is a very big, you know, at least some four, five feet of, you know, those uh, Kerala lamps that you get, that big Samai, Samai we call it, you know. That is there. And they decorate that Samai so nicely with all Rangoli, this, that. And some idiot from some country, foreign country will come and he'll take one big candle and he'll say, I am lighting this place up. And they, it seems that they are inaugurating the place. In, uh, in most of the countries in the world, they may be cutting a ribbon, but in India they think, you know, by lighting a lamp, God is going to come over there. On the contrary, God looks at all these Rangoli, Pangoli and all that and He says, Hey, yaar, idhar payar kaisa rakhum hai? Payar rakhega to Rangoli karab ho jayega inka. Rangoli bhi hai, phool bhi hai. Thik hai, thik hai, ho gore logon ko hai na cut karne do, ribbon niya, phir ruh lagane do. That's why God doesn't enter such places. I hope you understand. <laughs> because most of the big, big star hotels, big companies and all, they do inauguration this way. This is the stupidest form of inauguration I have ever seen. You don't have God in your heart, but you think, you know, you have, you have designed some fancy location and you have done some fancy work and you are calling God inside. God doesn't come to such time locations. Krishna is telling you this over here. Kindly listen to the words. Okay? He says, <coughs> We have no material possessions. We are dear to those who similarly have nothing. The Lord is only with those people who have nothing in this world. Therefore, O Slender One, the wealthy hardly ever worship me. Marriage and friendship are proper between two people who are equal in terms of their wealth, birth, influence, physical appearance and capacity for good progeny. But never between a superior and an inferior. So, when you are getting married or when you are having friends, it is better to have in the same category as you are in. Imagine you have a friend who is, I mean, imagine you are marrying a woman who is very rich and very beautiful and whatever. She is going to treat you like a doormat, remember this. Or if you are like the, you know, uh, uh, like that kind of a cool dude and you have a horrible looking wife, uh, then you know what is going to happen. Oh, I was seeing some movie uh, recently. What was that? Dam Laga Ke Haisha. Seems to be a very interesting film. I think you all should also watch. <laughs> one was an educated person and the other was, was not. <laughs> and one was a fat female and the other one was... He, he was like that. He was least interested. So, a very interesting uh, film. But anyway, coming back to it, it is important to have equanimity, including to have peace around you both people should be of equal caliber. So yes, I know Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie is, is a good batch, I should say. <laughs> but imagine a kala admi or a keno, bhot sundar or a uska problem ho jayega life. <laughs> so Krishna is telling this. This is a, for maintaining harmony in this world. It is important to have marriage and friendship are proper between two people who are equal in terms of their wealth birth, influence, physical appearance and capacity to have good children and never superior and inferior. Oh, why there be? Not being farsighted, you didn't realize this and therefore you choose 
us as a husband even though we have no good qualities and are glorified only by deluded beggars only deluded beggars those who don't have anything that they think that krishna will give them right the rich people don't go to krishna like that so the rich people don't bother now you should definitely accept a more suitable husband a first class man of the royal order who can help you achieve everything you want both in this life and the next so you see you must be having some great ambition you must be wanting some tall dark handsome or whatever you know kind of a good guy who is moneyed who is you know, very cool guy you should get married to that kind of a person not person like me i am not good looking neither i i run away from the enemies i do all kind of wrong things you know, i am a gwala on top of it just imagine milkman huh all those <laughs> kind of things and of course 16108 wives is also there imagine wo to problem hai kings like shishupal salva jarasandha and dantavakra all hate me oh beautiful thaid one one does so does your elder brother rukmin rukmini's brother is there rukmi so he is also hating it was to dispel the arrogance of these kings that i carried you away my good woman for they are blinded by intoxication and power my purpose was to curb the strength of the wicked see the only reason why i came and i took you away from there you sent me a mail isn't it you said please please can you take me away from here and i wanted to teach this guys some lesson that's why i did that we care nothing for wives children and wealth so i don't care for wife children wealth and all those kind of thing always satisfied with ourselves we do not work for body and home but by the light we merely witness why is krishna calling himself in you know we 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 our krishna is i not we no do you see the whole point of it hum hum he saying humne aisa kiya hum aisa who is he talking about who is we <laughs> interesting isn't it we krishna is a multifaceted being krishna exists simultaneously in 16108 people you know those all those vibes over there plus he is in the heaven he is on the earth he is everywhere so he is talking about we because he is not individual to be you know shared by one person only one person cannot be a part of him the whole world shares him equally so the term we all right so Sukhdev Goswami said Rukmini had thought herself especially beloved to the Lord because he never left her company by saying these things to her he vanquished her pride and then stopped speaking now Rukmini also has her own pride so she says oh see Krishna never leaves my side you know he is always with me so what i am the i am the only one everybody thinks like just now before this we were talking about satyabhama thinking like that now rukmini is thinking like that so to break her ego this is what he is doing goddess rukmini had never before heard such unpleasantries about her beloved the lord of the universal rulers and she became frightened a tremor arose in her heart and in terrible anxiety she began to cry so rukmini says oh my god what is happening i don't understand ah, and then she starts crying <laughs> because krishna is painting a very deadly picture about himself to her isn't it imagine 
With her tender foot, effulgent with the reddish glow of her nails, she scratched the ground, and tears darkened by her eye makeup, sprinkled with kumkuma reddened breasts. There she stood face downwards, her voice choked up by extreme sorrow. Now she's got completely upset. She doesn't know what to do. Rukmini's mind was overwhelmed with unhappiness, fear and grief. Her bangle slipped from her hand and her fan fell to the ground. In her bewilderment, she suddenly fainted. Her hair scattering all about her body fell on the ground like a plantain tree blown by the wind. Seeing his beloved so bound to him in love that she could not understand the full meaning of his teasing, merciful Lord Krishna felt compassion for her. The Lord quickly sat down, got down from the bed. Manifesting four arms, he picked her up, gathered her hair, caressed her face with his lotus hand. Wiping her tear-filled eyes and her breast, which were stained by tears of grief, the Supreme Lord, the goal of his devotee, embraced his chaste wife, who desired nothing but him. O King, expert in the art of pacification, Sri Krishna tenderly consoled pitiable Rukmini, whose mind was bewildered by his clever joking and who did not deserve to suffer so. The Supreme Lord said, O Vaidarbi, do not be displeased with me. I know that you are fully devoted to me. I only spoke in jest, dear lady, because I wanted to hear what you would say. Normally Krishna has this habit of, you know, tweaking. You understand tweaking? Ungli karne ka hai. So, <laughs> he was doing ugly. So, it was in joke. He was basically not interested in disturbing anybody. But the idea is to understand whether the person really has some, like, you know, you will not understand the value the other person has till you actually see it in motion, till actually it is happening in front of you. Or the person expresses it. You know, you need expressions, are important. I also wanted to see your face with lips trembling in loving anger. The reddish corner of your eyes throwing sidelong glances and the line of your beautiful eyebrows knit in a frown. So I wanted to see how you would look at it. <laughs> so Krishna is telling her all these things. The greatest pleasure the worldly householders can enjoy at home is to spend time joking with their beloved wives. My dear timid and temperamental one, Sukhdev Goswami said, O King, Queen Vaidarbi was fully pacified by Supreme Personality of Godhead and understand that his words have been spoken in jest. Thus she gave up her fear that her beloved would reject her. The rejection is the biggest problem which they have. Naturally, the Lord is not rejecting. He is just teasing. He is just having a little bit of a fun. Smiling bashfully because the answer is very, very important. Now the answer will come from Rukmini which is going to be very, very essential for us as human beings to know and understand what it means. Smiling bashfully as she cast charming affectionate glances upon the face of the Lord, the best of the males. Rukmini spoke the following, O descendant of Bharata. Now her words are very, very important. Listen to them. Sri Rukmini said, Actually, what you said is true. O lotus eyed one, I am indeed unsuitable for the almighty personality of Godhead. So she is turning the whole thing around and she says, You are absolutely right. How can I, a petty human being, marry the lord of the universe? 
that is not possible i am indeed unsuitable for the almighty personality of godhead what comparison is there between the supreme lord who is the master of the three primal deities and who delights in his own glory and myself a woman of mundane qualities whose feet are grasped by fools so she tells him you see i am such a normal absolutely cross human being and all the human beings are running after me whereas you are the lord of this universe can anybody match with you yes my lord urukrama you lay down within the ocean as if afraid of the material modes and thus in pure consciousness you appear within the heart of the super soul you are always battling against the foolish material senses and indeed even your servants reject the privilege of royal dominion which leads to the blindness of ignorance what does krishna do remember what he has done he has run away from dwarka from mathura to dwarka in the ocean absolutely in the ocean he is staying over there then what does he do the lord he runs away from the palatial play palace that is there in a place like mathura the landed properties and all that stuff and he goes and stays in dwarka which is in the heart of every human being hardly anybody understands this you know the lord is not interested in all the pomp and the glory and the splendor around so he runs away to the place which is the core of our heart which is like the ocean you know it's it's literally surrounded by the blood isn't it like an ocean type of a thing your lot your movements inscrutable even for the sages who relish the honey of your lotus feet are certainly incomparable for human beings who behave like animals and just as your activities are transcendental o powerful lord so too are those of your followers so she says only the sages get the lord no human being is, is ever going to get the lord only the sages they are only privy to him just like you know the rest of the people are just like animals we are running after material worldly things i want this i want that whereas these transcendental people these and you are the only two people who are always lost in the divine in the self you possess nothing but there is nothing beyond you the lord doesn't possess anything but nothing is beyond him because he is the owner of this whole world why would the owner of this world want to say i own this i own this exactly everything is his only so he never says but he says i am a i am a poor man i don't own anything i am absolutely zero nothing is there i am nobody even the greatest enjoyers of the tribute brahma and the other demigods pay tribute to you those who are blinded by their wealth and absorbed in gratifying their senses do not recognize you in the form of death but to the gods the enjoyers of the tribute you are the most dear as they are to you the rich people and those who keep on praying to all these you know golden gods and stuff like that they don't recognize krishna as a poor man they look at all the rich things in this world all the glorified stuff and then they think that oh that is the real thing and the lord who is coming in absolutely you know like a poor fellow helpless powerless no money nothing like that they do not recognize him you are the embodiment of all human goals 
and are yourself the final aim of life. Desiring to attain you, O all-powerful Lord, intelligent people abandon everything else. It is they who are worthy of your association, not men and women absorbed in the pleasure and the grief resulting out of their material lust. Who is, who can stay with the Lord? Who can be one with Him? Only those who can give up everything in their world. They have to abandon everything that they have. So, he says, the rest of the people who are running after all the material things, I want money, I want power, I want fame, I want glory, I want riches, I want jobs, I want everything you know in this world. The Lord is least bothered about these kind of people. But who is entitled to him? Somebody who desires nothing in this world. So, desiring only to attain you, O all-powerful Lord, intelligent persons abandon everything else. They abandon everything else in this world. And that is the people the Lord is always with. Knowing that great sages who have renounced the sannyasi danda, proclaim your glories and you are the supreme soul of all the worlds. And that you are so gracious that you give away even you, your own self. I choose you as my husband, rejecting Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva and the ruler of heavens, whose aspirations are frustrated by the force of time, which is born from your eyebrows. What interest then could I have in any other suitor? So Rukmini is saying to Krishna, you are the only person. You know, the sannyasi at least has his danda. You don't even have anything. You are not dependent on anything and anybody in this world. There are other lords like Shiva, Brahma and all. They are having everything. But I want to choose you because you are the one and the only. My lord as a lion drives away lesser animals to claim his proper tribute. You drove off the assembly kings with the resounding twang of your saranga bow and then claim me. Your fair share. Thus, it is sheer foolishness, my dear Gadagraj, for you to say you took shelter in the ocean out of fear of those kings. So you are actually not taking shelter. You know, on the contrary, you are the king, you are that person who put everybody else to shame and took me away from them. Wanting your association, the best of the kings, Anga, Vanya, Jayanta, Nahusa, Gaya and others abandoned their absolute sovereignty and entered the forest to seek you out. How could those kings suffer frustration in this world, O lotus eyed one? So, she is giving examples of the kings who have abandoned their kingdom. Like all these, you know, Anga, Nahusha, Gaya and others. They have abandoned their kingdom and gone to seek the Lord. Everything they have given up. The aroma of your lotus feet, which is glorified by the great saints, awards people liberation and in the abode of Goddess Lakshmi. What woman would take shelter of any other man after savouring that aroma? Since you are the abode of transcendental qualities, what mortal woman in the insight to distinguish her own true interest would disregard that fragrance and depend instead on someone who is always subjected to terrible fears? 
So now she is describing the Lord in different, different facets. Because you are unsuitable for me, I have chosen you. The master and the supreme soul of all the worlds who fulfill our desires in the life and the next. She is saying, I am unsuitable, not you. You are the most suitable person. For me, you giving yourself to me is one of the greatest things that has ever happened to me. May your feet, which give freedom from illusions by approaching their worshipper, give shelter to me, who has been wandering from one material situation to another. O infallible Krishna, let each of the kings you name become the husband of a woman, whose ears have never heard your glories, which are sung in the assemblies of Shiva and Brahma. After all, in the household of such women, the king live like asses, oxen, dogs, cat and slaves. A woman who fails to relish the fragrance of the honey of your lotus feet becomes totally befooled and thus she accepts as her husband or lover a living corpse covered with skin, whiskers, nails, head hair and body hair and filled with flesh, blood, bones, parasites, feces, mucus, bile and air. Every other person marries a human being. And what are these human beings filled with? The human beings are full of this, whatever she has mentioned over here. They are not godly, they are not the divine. Every human being is like this, isn't it? So, O Lotus Eyed One, though you are satisfied with yourself and thus rarely turn your attention towards me, please bless me with steady love of your feet. It is when you assume a predominance of passion in order to manifest the universe that your glance upon me, showing me what is indeed your greatest mercy. The Lord is always satisfied in His own being. He is not bothered about anybody else in this world. A self-satisfied person, He is not interested in, you know, any individual as such. So He is ever free. He is not united with anybody. But if you want to be in love with Him, then you need to be asking for His feet. That's what she says. Please bless me with steady love for your feet. Actually, I don't consider your words false. Madhusudana, quite often an unmarried girl is attracted to a man as is the case of Amba. The mind of a promiscuous woman always hankers for new lovers, even if she is married. An intelligent man should not keep such an unchaste wife, for if he does, he, he will lose his good fortune both in the life and the next. The Supreme Lord said, O saintly lady, O princess, we deceived you only because we wanted to hear you speak like this. Indeed, everything you said in reply to my words is most certainly true. Whatever benediction you hope for in order to become free from material desires are ever yours. O fair and lumen lady, for you are an unalloyed devotee. O sinless one, I have now seen firsthand the pure love and the chaste attachment you have for your husband. Even though shaken by my words, your mind could not be pulled away from me. This line needs to have a very important significance to us in our life. You know, our mind gets pulled in all directions. Sometimes it's a matter of money, sometimes it's a matter of pride, sometimes it's a matter of, you know, name, fame, fortune. We are always pulled by the mind in different directions. 
somebody says something to you, you feel insulted. Oh, this person is saying this to me. Somebody takes up your money and you feel, oh, this person has run away with my money. Whereas in other cases you will say, oh, that position was supposed to come to me, it is no longer with me. Somebody else has taken that position. You understand this? And then you look in other people's, you know, thali and say, you know, oh, that person has got more, I have got less. Our mind gets carried away by all these things. It's important that our mind is focused only at the Lord's feet. Then you will not get carried away by anything that is happening. Rukmini in this case, that little twinge was there in her. But immediately she was able to recover. And she turned the entire word of the Lord in his favor. Showing that she is the miserable one. And the Lord is the greatest thing on the planet earth. And in the heavens as well. So our always devotion to the Lord has to be primary. All these other things are anyway going to happen. Why are you bothered so much about it? Imagine the Lord on one side and only the leaf on the other side and his name. You can put as much money over there. You cannot buy the Lord. You cannot go and buy the Lord by putting money over there. Gold, jewelry, this, that, so many other things. Never. So I hope you understood this story very well. Although I have the power to avoid award spiritual liberation, lusty persons worship me with penance and vows in order to get my blessing for their mundane family life. What do people do? They come to me and they say, Oh, can I have a good family life? I want good mother, father, husband, wife, this, that, bacha company, money, power, all those kind of things. People come and ask me this kind of crappy stuff. But they never come and ask me for spiritual liberation. Never. Such persons are bewildered by my illusory energy. My maya is sufficient. You know, I don't bless this kind of people. My maya says, oh, come, you come to my department, please. I will bless you. So what do you want? Children? Okay, here, have children. Okay. I bless you with children so that you can suffer. Oh, you want good health? Here, take good health so that tomorrow you can suffer with that. Right? You know, when people say, you know, this is an interesting thing. People say, oh, I have put on weight. My hair is going. This is happening. That is happening. Maya is constantly, oh, is that so? Go to the gym, no? And the person goes to the gym. Then what happens? They look fine, trim, slim for a few days. After that, their body becomes loose. You know what happens after that? Yes, the elasticity of the body goes away. People don't understand this. They don't realize it. You know, after uh, (coughs) the delivery of the baby, what happens? There are those... You know, wrinkles in the folds in the skin, right? <clears throat> because the body has expanded to accommodate the child. Naturally, there is going to be wrinkles. Naturally, there is going to be this. Now, imagine you you have your biceps and triceps and all those seven packs and eight packs and two hundred packs. I don't know what else. Everybody wants to have. You think those things are not going to remain? 
where nothing remains in that place or maybe another you know instead of one instead of six packs and eight packs you get one big pack expanded pack that's also going to happen discipline the only thing that people lack in all this is called discipline you have to make it your lifestyle regular thing not once in a lifetime lifestyle not once in a lifetime you know acha ek bar main karke aaunga no so understand this so <clears throat> i'll do this verse again although i have the power to avoid spiritual liberation lusty persons worship me with penance and vows in order to get the blessing for their mundane family life such persons are bewildered by my illusory energy o supreme reservoir of love unfortunate that day who even after obtaining me the lord of both liberation and material riches hanker only for material treasures these worldly giants can be found even in hell since such persons are obsessed with sense gratification hell is a fitting place for them so those who keep on asking for money power this that you know so you know now no where all the people go all the designers of this world where are they going oh you want you want uh, what nice uh, shoes and all those you know beautiful dresses and all that there's a lane over there in the hell yeah, yeah. right you will get over there okay <laughs> so <laughs> so there is a fitting place for them fortunately your mistress of the house you have always rendered me faithful devotional service which liberates one from material existence this service is very difficult for the envious to perform especially for a woman whose intentions are wicked who lives only to gratify her bodily demands and who indulges in duplicity so this is also one more thing that he is talking about of all my palaces i can find no other wife as loving as you o most respectful one when you are to be married you disregarded all the kings who have assembled to seek your hand and simply because you have heard authentic accounts concerning me you sent a brahmana to me with your confidential message when your brother who was defeated in battle and then disfigured was later killed during a gambling match with aniruddha's wedding day you felt unbearable grief yet out of fear of losing me you spoke not a word by this silence you have conquered me we are going to do that story also hmm? so later on maybe next week when you sent the message messenger with your most confidential plans and yet i delayed going to you you began to see the whole world as void and wanted to quit your body which could never have been given to anyone but me may this greatness of yours remain with you always i can do nothing to reciprocate except joyfully thank you for your devotion sukhdev goswami said and so the self satisfied supreme lord of the universe enjoyed with the goddess of fortune engaging in a lover's talk and thus imitating the ways of human society the almighty lord hari preceptor of all the worlds similarly behaved like a conventional householder in the palace of other queens performing the religious duty of a family man so the lord in turn what does he do when he comes down to earth he becomes a normal human being behaving absolutely like a crass human being never showing his potencies never showing his powers he becomes a normal son husband whatever you know and remains just like that 
the world doesn't recognize him they only look at at him as a very normal human being and that is what in rukmini's case also but rukmini immediately realized whom she is talking to and she changed that beautiful thing into a very wonderful lesson for all of us so we have come to the end of this chapter next time we shall do lord balram slays rukmini so i hope you like the story so thank you very much